Well, we have a great treat today, the parable of the Good Samaritan. I'm going to use this parable, actually, as an opportunity to speak about the sacrament of reconciliation. But first, we'll just kind of unpack the meaning of this parable. Now, traditionally, most people would read this and say, I I suppose what Jesus is teaching us here is that we need to be merciful to our neighbor. And uh, that certainly is the meaning of the parable. And there's probably a lot more uh, that you can dig out of it down that vein. Nonetheless, there is a deeper meaning to this parable that I'm going to be focusing on. This parable actually has a mystical significance to it. And it is, of course, about how we need to be merciful towards others, but it's also about how Jesus is merciful towards us sinners. And this is how we can see this to be the case. A man fell victim to robbers as he went down from Jerusalem to Jericho. Jerusalem is a symbol. Jerusalem If you go to the Holy Land, it's very high. It has a high altitude, high elevation. Jericho is a very low, very low elevation. So he's going down. This is a symbol of the fall of mankind. Mankind losing grace. Mankind in the beginning was in paradise. And Jerusalem is like a symbol of paradise. Jericho is a symbol of the world after original sin. And the robbers that rob this man who was falling and going down are the devil and the demons who tempted our first parents and brought all of humanity to spiritual ruin. They stripped him, these robbers did, and they beat him, it says. More literally translated, it says they left upon him wounds. There's a stripping and a wounding going on. And because of original sin, Humanity as a whole, in general, has been stripped of the garment of grace, and it's been wounded in the integrity of its nature. And it says they went off leaving him half dead. Half dead because while humanity lives according to our bodies, yet in our souls we are dead. We are born into this world absent the life of grace. And so... We are half dead. A priest and a Levite pass by this man. The priest symbolizes the Old Testament law. The Levite symbolizes the Old Testament prophets, neither of which were able to raise up fallen humanity and restore them to grace, and they were passing by, making room for another who would come and be able to raise up fallen humanity And that other who comes is the Samaritan, but it is a symbol of Jesus Christ himself. Jesus is the good Samaritan. Jesus is the good Samaritan. In the Gospel of John chapter 8, Jesus is accused by his adversaries. They say, are we not right to say that you have a demon and that you're a Samaritan? It's very interesting to note that Jesus explicitly denies that he has a demon, but he doesn't deny that he is a Samaritan. Mystically speaking, Jesus is the good Samaritan who, out of compassion for fallen humanity, comes and raises us up and he places us on his animal, 
Another translation would say, he places us on his mule. This animal, this mule, is the incarnation. It's the body that Jesus assumed to himself. When the second person of the Trinity became man, he assumed to himself a body. And sacred scripture teaches us that it's in his body that he bore our sins. In his body, he carried our sins. So this mule is a symbol of Jesus' very own flesh and blood. And then he takes them where? He takes them to an inn. This inn is the church. The church has the responsibility for taking care of wounded humanity. And he hands them over to the innkeeper. The innkeeper is St. Is Saint Peter, the chief apostle, and also the innkeeper is a symbol of all the successors of St. Peter, all the popes, all the bishops, all priests, really, who are charged to carry on the ministry that Jesus began, caring for fallen humanity. And uh, the Good Samaritan takes out two silver coins and he gives them to the innkeeper. He says, use these to take care of this guy. Each, these two coins symbolize on the one hand true doctrine and then on the other hand the sacraments of grace. That, these two coins are what the innkeeper, the priests use to minister to fallen humanity. And then the Good Samaritan says, I'm gonna repay you when I come back. That is a symbol of Jesus' ascension into heaven, his going away. And his coming back on Judgment Day. And when he comes back, he will judge his priests on the basis of whether or not he's going to give them payback. He's going to judge them on the basis of whether or not they continue to take care of that fallen humanity that was entrusted to them. The primary thing they're going to be judged on really is their ministry as confessors because it is through the sacrament of reconciliation that fallen humanity is restored and healed to its original health, healthy condition. And it's primarily through the sacrament of reconciliation that the priests, on behalf of Jesus Christ, extend his ministry as the Good Samaritan. This is why I've opened up the hours of the Sacrament of Reconciliation. I'm going to be doing an hour in St. John's and then an hour in St. Michael's and an hour here. I know it's very early in the morning, uh, I can modify this. Maybe I can do uh, a weekday evening instead of a Sunday morning. I'm not sure. I can feel that out and we can change that and modify it. I want to make it as convenient and accessible for you all as absolutely possible. A reminder of something that we probably learned uh, already when we were catechized is that all mortal sins, all mortal sins of which our conscience convicts us must be confessed. Now sometimes we forget mortal sins, okay? It's possible, all right? So obviously the Lord does not hold us accountable for sins that we forget. But all of those mortal sins of which we are aware after an examination of conscience must be confessed. Uh, venial sins. Venial sins are optional. Confess them, don't confess them. Confess one of them, confess two of them, confess as many or as few or as little as whatever that you want. It's optional, it's up to you. But venial sins it's uh, the church has found in ex- in her experience over the centuries over the millennia really that the confession of venial sins is very helpful for the spiritual life it's an opportunity 
to examine one's conscience. And that in itself is an opportunity to begin to form and to continue to form one's conscience. And it's a tool for spiritual growth. It's a positive uh, tool that looks forward to the future and helps us avoid mortal sin. So if we're sticklers with the little sins, we can be sure that we're going to avoid the big sins. Now, sometimes people say, hey, I don't need to confess my sins to a priest. I go directly to Jesus. Well, 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 aren't you special? Listen, Mr. Picky Pants, beggars can't be choosers, okay? You can't say to the good Samaritan, well, I want your help, Mr. Samaritan, but you know what? That whole thing where you bring me to the inn and entrust me to the innkeeper, I don't want that. Oh, beggars can't be choosers. If you want the help of the good Samaritan, you got to take the means that he uses, that he's chosen to help you. And it's Jesus himself who's instituted the sacrament of reconciliation. I know sometimes it's not fun to confess your sins. Um, I, I do it. I know that when I, when I first started confessing my sins, I didn't think it was really fun. But I kept doing it, and it became better and better and easier and easier. And now I find the sacrament of reconciliation a great and joyful experience. But sometimes it can be a little tough. And that's natural. And I think we see this in the, in the parable itself. Now, if we note the Good Samaritan, he applies to the wounds of the fallen victim two different things. He applies wine and oil. Wine is the first thing that would be applied to the wound. It's got alcohol in it, and it's alcohol that cleanses and purifies the wounds. But, as we all know, it can sting a little bit. It can hurt. Okay. Sometimes you'll find me as a preacher, and maybe even as a confessor, I might sting a little bit. I might get a little tough with sins. Okay. But it's for the purpose of cleansing, and what follows is the oil. The oil of mercy, the forgiveness, the mildness of the love of Jesus being restored to us, given to us. And so there's a little bit of stinging, but it's only for the purpose of the healing and the restoration and the, and the application of the oil and the bandaging up of the wound. So a little bit of pain, but it's got a big payoff. And so that's how we can kind of look at reconciliation. And uh, in conclusion, my brothers and sisters, uh, also the other thing too, sometimes people don't like to go to their pastor to confess their sins, especially if they have big ones. And I understand that. So probably what I'll do as well is I'm going to try to bring in other confessors as well. So you're going to have a variety of priests to, to confess to. In conclusion, my brothers and sisters, we are to be good Samaritans to one another. But let's not forget that it is Jesus who is the original good Samaritan. And it's through the sacrament of reconciliation that he shows himself to be such to us. 